refresh start. There we go. Saturday is October, no it's not, it's September, it's Saturday, it's September the 21st, it's Ask Akira 45, 45, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, Ask Akira 45, Ask Akira 45, what is up everybody, what is up gang, what is up, what it do, what it do, what it do, what it do, uh, how is everybody, we're here, and it's a beautiful day to be alive, newsflash, newsflash, Shock, shock, newsflash, it's another beautiful day to be alive, right here at the peak of recorded human civilization, where there's never been as much opportunity, bounty, and potential for the ultimate heroic expression of mankind as right now. Oh my goodness. And we get to be here. We are here together. We are here together in this legendary moment in human history. What a wonderful, wonderful thing that is. What an absolute privilege. Shouts out to the ancestors. All of them, all God knows how many billions of them, how many billions who came before us and laid the foundation for this miracle, who built this ark, this, who built this ark in which we sail to our destiny. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I've been pushing back my body clock. I've been pushing back my body clock. I was on, uh, my body clock was on some crazy shit due to the nature of DJing and being up late. I would be like, going to sleep like five, six. It was pushing on six, actually, I realized. You know, it was starting to get light. Then I'd be waking up like 11, midday type thing. Anyway, so I quit one of my DJ gigs. So I've only got one regular one now. And that means it's only one night a week I have to be up really late. So the idea is I can push myself back, back to civilization and, and wake up with my family and have breakfast and shit of that nature. Well, you know, be there at breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. I, I disagree with Dr. Peterson on the breakfast thing. Dr. Peterson is very pro-breakfast. I, I fuck with breakfast, frankly. I don't mess with breakfast. Uh, no, I, I essentially, what has now been rebranded as intermittent fasting, I just do that. I just don't eat. I, I get hungry maybe like, uh, maybe six hours after I've woken up or something. Four, six. And then, you know, then I'll eat a steak. That's what happens. Where is everybody? I need to know where you're at. Uh, let me know where everyone is. Uh, yeah, pull up, pull up, pull up. Uh, share the link with your homies who are into this kind of vibe. Uh, share the link on your streaming platform of choice. That would be helpful. Uh, the YouTube. YouTube's changed its shit yet again. It keeps changing its shit to make it more difficult for the likes of us. And... Uh, I had like a 25% like drop off or something, like overnight, and uh, they're showing my shit to way less people, 
What's interesting though is like my engagement is up. So the people who get it uh, love it even more than ever. So that's a beautiful thing. Shouts out to everyone who uh, has been sending me lovely messages about the spirit of the father. Spirit of the father, spirit of the father, which is the first single from JVP Way of Father, the album. The album comes out next Friday. Next Friday, September 27th, I believe that is. And the, uh, the, the first single music video came out yesterday. Uh, I spent two days making that music video. Uh, so I, we, did, we didn't have an upload on Thursday. We normally have daily uploads these days. Um, but didn't do one on Thursday so that I could put extra time into that Spirit of the Father visual. And it seems to have uh, worked out. People really like it. So thank you to everyone who's been, uh, who's been hitting me up about that. And uh, shouts out to those monks. I don't know who the monks are, but uh, I sampled some monks on there. And they sound great. They sound great, those nice, orthodox, beautiful monks. Thank you to them. And uh, yeah. Yeah, Jammin' Hall is in the building. It says, disagree with Peterson. Man's crazy. I know, right? I know, right? How about that? How about that? Pretty crazy also. You know, we dropped that single yesterday, and yesterday, of course, the Peterson family made their big announcement about what's going on with them, which is very interesting timing, particularly due to the uh, the content of the song and the uh, the content of the whole album. Very interesting. Congruence, congruency. It's it's a it's a crazy crazy thing. Congruency is a crazy thing. Uh, let me know where everybody is. We've got to do the international high five. We can't get this thing cracking without the international high five. You know that. You know that better than anybody. You know that better than anybody, family. And uh, yeah, here we are. It's uh, it's beautiful, beautiful, sunny, sunny summer day here in Los Angeles. Um, although we're, 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 we're plummeting into fall. They call it fall here. And I think that's apt because it, you kind of fall into it, you know? You're up there, held aloft by the glorious summer, and then, whoo, you, you plummet, plummet, and you start plummeting towards winter. And uh, I'm quite excited about winter this year. I don't know why, but I am. I'm very excited about winter. I'm looking forward to wearing uh, a, a, a jacket. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking forward to Christmas. Uh, we're gonna fly some of my wife's family over, and that'll be nice. And um, it's gonna be very, 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 very beautiful and jubilant. And there's some wonderful music coming. Very excited about the music that's coming up. Um, yeah, particularly, I think you're going to enjoy JBP Wave Father, the album. I think you are. And uh, yeah, let's do. Let's get some. Let's get this thing cracking. Shouts out to everybody who's locked in. Uh, Federico Fernandez, you bad man. Shouts out Gregory. Shouts out Elizabeth Rodal. Mies, who who dropped an evil devil horn emoji, which is something you normally do when you're you're um, preparing to murder somebody. So I'm awash with terror. Antonio Flores says greetings. Greetings. Yes. Shouts out to Charles. Ten-year-old Charles. Charles Witcher, you bad, bad, bad individual. That's good That's good motivation for me to, to watch my foul mouth. So thanks for that. Malik. Shout out to Malik. My guy diverting tales. Uh, he's pretty much the only comics journalist I read anymore. The rest of them are scum. <laughs> uh... Uh, Frederico, hey, what up, Frederico? Says musica, please. Pointy finger, fire. I don't know what that means, but I agree. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Philadelphia. Malik is in Philadelphia. Uh, Jose Ramos is in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, in Japan. 
in 30 days. Well, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, lovely. Jaden is on the East Coast. Wim Fort is in Maryland. And uh, Frederico is in Argentina. And uh, frankly, that sounds international enough for us to do that thing where you aim for the elbow. You don't want to mess this up. ADMW is in the East Coast of Florida. That's that's a bad place to be. Henry is in Maine. That's righteous. I've never been to Maine, but I have been to Florida, and they got fluorescent orange locusts all over the place, and the grass is as thick as AstroTurf. It's a magical land. It's like the Savage Lands is what it is. Florida is the Savage Lands, and you can tell that from the rappers they produce. It's the Savage Lands down in Florida. I'm all about that life. Get it. All right, aim for the elbow. Cock back. Cock back. Ch ch. And uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, which most people seem to be these days, you, you can just, you know, high five the person you're passing on the street, the person opposite you in the train carriage, whatever's going on. Cock back. Aim for the elbow. A three, two, one. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Shouts out to McWonderful Beast. Says it's been a while since I've caught one of these. Well, you're here now, and that's what's important and proud of you. Bucko Chips, what up live chat? What up exactly? What up that man? What up everybody? We're in here. It's AskKira45. Consistency is the key. Don't you worry about the algorithms. Don't you worry about the robots. Don't you worry about any of that business. Just keep moving like a goddamn shark and you will get where you need to go. You'll do what you need to do. Yes, that's facts. Let's answer a question. Let's just get into it. Let's just jump right into it. Is that what he says? Is that what he says? That strange, that strange, strange man. You know certain people, YouTubers, right? You only see them from the one angle that they film themselves at. And then you see them somewhere else and they've got like a crazy shaped head. Or like their head from the side is like twice as long as you expected. Or like they're actually like really, really dense or something. Like Philip DeFranco is a dense individual. Like he's made out of the same stuff as like black holes or something. Or like, yeah, he's, he's an interesting fellow. But, you know, he jumps right into it, and that's what we're going to do right now, right with, wait, with a question from Dylan underscore Watts. I don't know if he's a relation or not to this guy on my chest. Shout out to this guy on my chest. He's dropping so many OK symbols, he would give the ADL a heart attack. Oh, my goodness. Alan Watts, you evil, evil man. How could you? Anyway, Dylan Watts, he says, I want to get involved in the movement. I want to get involved in the movement. What can I do? And that's an excellent question. We like that kind of attitude here at the Church of Meaning. Yes, we do. We like that attitude. What can I do? That's what I ask myself every day. How can I be more useful? How can I serve? How can I improve? How can I, how can I, you know, how can I move this thing where it needs to get moved to? How can we reach? How can we reach all the people who need reaching, who need help, you know, who need illumination? Hallelujah. Um, anyway, well, here's the thing. What you want to do is you want to say to yourself, what can I do? Actually, what can I do? Can I draw? Can I paint? Am I a good communicator? I'm very good at computer programming. Somebody reached out to me and they're, a, they're an expert at Facebook marketing and they, they work for some big companies and stuff and they said, hey, Akira, you know, I want, to, I want to help the movement and this is my skill and I'd love to apply this skill to the movement. You know, for you, that would be really great. Uh, I'd, I'd be doing big box things on the side and I'd be, you know, putting presidents in power and shit of that nature. But I want to help you out the dance. So I was like, cool, let's do it. And so we're going to do it. And uh, people, people have been hitting me up all over the place with their amazing skills. Uh, I have a wonderful individual uh, helping at the moment with uh, getting the new Meaning Wave uh, store and clothes and stuff together. And that's incredible and invaluable. And it's, 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 Charlotte and I, Charlotte actually, I want to say I, I didn't do it. 
she like wrote down a thing the other day and like wrote down all the various people who are helping us with things and there's like person helping with video stuff there person helping with this there whatever it is and you're like wow look at all these people look at us being like that's and it's just really amazing and like you guys were in there by the way we wrote you guys down and it's really amazing you know i'm very very grateful but anyway so yeah in answer to your question dylan you want to get involved in the movement first ask yourself ask yourself what can you do and what would you be able to do and then then hit us up and be like yo i'm really good at whittling i would love uh, how can can my whittling help the wave but the most important thing that any of you guys can do uh is just share the stuff you know share the links to the music share the live streams share the just uh, share the stuff you know and that's how it works that's how it grows we don't have a marketing machine. The uh, obviously the the press completely pretends we don't exist, and that's fine by us. Uh, it's you guys that that you know get this stuff out there to people. So that's 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 how it starts. And that was a very good question, and uh, just that so many people ask things like that is just a wonderful thing, and just fills me with, with joy. Now Radu Chichi, thank you for the super chat. Radu Chichi says, Hey Kira, have you heard of Andrew Yang? Who has not heard? of the Yang Gang man. Who's not heard of that man? I've heard of that man. I like that man. I like that man. I've never met that man. I like the cut of his jib. I do not agree with everything he says. But I do, I do, I do err on the side of liking him. I err on the side, I have a huge, huge, huge distrust of anyone in the political realm. Uh, obviously, and that's wise. Fool me once, etc. Fool me a million times, then what the hell. But, uh, you know, it's, it's important to bear in mind that if we completely abandon the political process, uh, people are still going to be there doing stuff in it, and we're at their mercy. And, uh, you know, you look at the graduating class of last year of people who started entering the political process, there's a lot of scary little morons in there. And, uh, you know, it was that climate protest thing yesterday, and I was downtown in Los Angeles, and there's all these people, rub, 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 rub. Shouty, shouty children, children shouting stuff that they think that they've been told to shout. And, and you know, some of them really believe it because, you know, they, because they're, they're young and all that. Um, you know what they do? And they've, I've seen them do this a number of times. They then leave their flipping signs all over the floor. Climate, climate, rah, rah, change, change, stop destroying the world. Then dump all their signs on the floor and bugger off to Shake Shack. Like, yo, they were literally, I go Shake Shack, there's a load of them in there and Shake Shack and they just dumped all their science. It's like, my goodness. Anyway, um, yeah, people have been asking me to do a Yang wave for a long time and I nearly did. Uh, you know, I nearly did. I nearly did. I actually, like, I'd done the beat and stuff and it basically, it was kind of like a version of Gucci Gang, but it was Yang Gang and it was lit. It was hard. It was fire. It was that. And it was that. But I had to remind myself, no, I'm staying out of politics. Politics is downstream from culture. I'm involved in culture, and that's how I influence politics is by working on the higher level stuff. That's what I'm doing. And uh, frankly, I have not done enough research and do not have enough time to vet, to vet political candidates. So I will not be doing any waves related to politicians. Not, not for the time being, anyway. Uh, maybe historical politicians, because, you know, I've had time to really look into them. Um, for example, uh, I've been working on a thing with JFK for a while. 
Shouts out to the homie JFK. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. 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 F F417H says, oh no, that's terribly sad to hear. What's sad to hear? Um, <laughs> we just said a load of stuff, so I don't know what you're referring to. I don't think any of it was that sad, apart from the, those sweet little morons dumping their science, but they always do it. The worst one was the Women's March. They had the Women's March a couple years ago and they made such a mess. They made such a mess, it was crazy. And it's weird they don't think about that, but anyway, yeah. Uh, Jaden Hensley says, should I create an account to share my thoughts on things like tech, gaming, philosophy, etc.? It looks like you already have. I mean, you're speaking here through an account and you're sharing your thoughts. So continue to do so. Uh, Philip Donaldson says, hey Akira, what do you think about Steven Crowder? His producer was listening to your stuff and said he might want to have you on his show. Shout out to Steven Crowder. I've been listening to Steven Crowder for like a decade or something. Like a long ass time. I've been listening to Steven Crowder. Uh, i got a lot of time for Steven Crowder. And uh, yeah, I like Stephen Crowder. He's a bad, he's a bad, bad. What's the, I need a new word for, for MF since we've got children listening to the show. God damn it. Oh, that as well. I probably shouldn't say that. Especially when we're talking about Stephen Crowder since he's a godly man. But anyway, shouts out to Stephen Crowder and the whole team. Uh, yeah, I like those guys. And uh, yeah. Uh, Gregory says slow clap for Alex. That sounds rude. Slow claps aren't nice. You don't want to do slow claps. You want to do fast claps. Oh, always look, it's my wife. Hi, wife. You wanna say hi? You wanna pop in and say hi? Pop in and say hi, wife. Wife is excited. She's just got back from yoga. How was yoga, wife? It was good. Yeah? Yeah. You energized? I am energized. How are your chakras? Hey? How's your chakras? I feel much more alive. You're off camera. I know. No, no, she's off. She's I gone. Use, uh, what are you doing? The what are you doing? Booking a flight. What are you booking a flight for? My sister. For your sister to and do my what? Niece. And your niece to do what? To come here for Christmas from Brighton, You're f we're flying family from Brighton. We've reached that stage of our lives where we can do that. Whoop! 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 Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I, I apologize if those those noises were too loud, but you know I'm just very excited that we've got to the point where I can randomly buy a beard oil off Amazon when I want, and uh, and we can and we can fly people from from Brighton out for Christmas. What a miracle! Uh, Opie Rage says, hello, wife. Julia Chow says, hi, wife. Beauty. That's a very nice thing to say. Uh, Radu Chichi says, can I use hashtag Meaning Wave for my own Yang campaign? Meaning Wave is our brand, is what Meaning Wave is. So we do need to come up with a new word for what the genre, genre, genre is. And I've been having some ideas about that, and I think we should have a f meeting or a summit or something. But yeah, let's check back in on that. But yeah, Meaning Wave is our brand, and, and um, yeah. So that's what's up with that. Now, look. Look here, see, Meaning Wave is a universe that I'm curating and building, you know? It's a story. It's a story that we're telling here. It's a story that we're telling. It's got a beginning and a middle, and sadly, it's got an end. Oh, my goodness. Uh, McWonderby says, Akira, have you seen my dinner with Andre? No! It's a great film, and I think it has a potential for great Meaning Wave. Okay, thank you for the tip. Uh, please leave all Wave suggestions in the Discord. Uh, that's like, it's good to do that, because I can just check in there. I'll be like, you know... Uh, I'll be sat on a train, I'll be like suddenly, right, I'm going to make a random song that I didn't plan to make. And I'll have a look in the Discord for inspiration. And I'll be scrolling back right to the beginning, like two years ago. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, Gregory Richards says, slow clap in my perspective is an evangelical starting a wave. Like three people look up in the sky and getting everyone else to do the same thing. I love that. I love the three people looking up in the sky thing. I've tried that. Have you tried that? Try it. It's great, right? If you're ever out with your homies, 
If you're on your own, if you're on your own, you stand there in the street, you look up at the sky. Most people will look at you and they'll think you're mental and they'll move on. But if two or three of you do it, everyone will start looking up in the sky. And then because everyone else is looking up in the sky, everyone else will look up in the sky and you can get a whole town to look up in the sky. It's very, very fun. It's very fun. Jaden Hensley, heard anything new on ThinkSpot? Yes, uh, I had a meeting with them yesterday and that's all rolling along wonderfully. I believe, I believe that we're going to be um, rolling that out in a I think it was the 30th. I think it's the 30th. So hold tight for that. Hold tight for that. Diverting tale says thinking wave, thought wave. Here's the thing. It's basically, it's speech plus music, right? It's speech plus music. And some of it is meaningful and some of it isn't. And some of it is uh, thoughtful and some of it isn't. And it's, you know. But the main thing is that what we seem to have done here is uh, we've been, we've been really... Uh, perfecting or, or certainly cr we've been creating an art form and we've been f perfecting it and we've been in yeah anyway um yeah this, this is a conversation for another time because i this is something i've been thinking about a lot but uh yeah anyway philip donaldson epic gamer exactly admw visual portfolio crowder is pretty funny crowder can be very funny uh yeah i like crowder he's also you know he's in very good shape Crowder, you know, he looks like he could wrestle a bear, and I like that. I like that. He puts in the work, puts in work now. Now, where were we? I got, I got, I got all lost up in the chat, and the chat was all over the place. Bruh, Fight Club Meaning Wave. I love Fight Club. Uh, Fight Club books, one of my favorite things. Has anybody read the Fight Club sequels, by the way? Because there's fight, there's two Fight Club sequels in comic form now, and I haven't read them. I'm a little scared because I really, really loved the first one. I loved the book and I loved the movie. Anyway, so I get scared these days because like so much of contemporary like fiction stuff, TV, comics, movies is so bad. I just get worried, particularly when it's like uh, an extra chapter on top of something that I liked. Like my wife came in the other day. She's like, why didn't you tell me about The Matrix 4? I'm like, yeah, I heard about that. And I just instantly like, oh God, oh God, what, what are they going to do to it? How are they going to... How are they going to desecrate it, you know? How are they going to desecrate it? These days, these people just seem interested in taking, like, archetypical heroic stories and turning them on their heads and inverting them and desecrating them. It's like when people... It's like when... I don't know if they were the real Satanists, like, sort of childish Satanists. They're like, ha, 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 we're going to turn the cross upside down. And, uh, you know, Cradle of Filth really put out those T-shirts with with nuns fiddling with themselves on the front of them with crosses and stuff, this sort of childish, childish inversion of something glorious. And uh, a lot of modern storytelling seems to involve that. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, BZ says, I read them. Don't stay away from the sequel. Ish gets weird. Uh, wow. Okay, I like weird. I like weird. Weird is good. I like, well... Uh, diverting tales, I joined the votes for you to watch my dinner with Andre. It's basically an existential discussion between two friends that has the feel of the best podcast. All right, boom, sold. Sold. Sold to that guy in the Alan Watts Doctor Strange t-shirt. Sold. And uh, wow, we've only answered one question. <laughs> that was sent in advance. So, diverting tales. Hey, how about, how about it? My guy says... Who did the cover for JBP Wave Father? Love the use of Kirby Dots in the comic 
aesthetic. No big surprise, I would like it though, indeed. Well, uh, yeah, I haven't said who did that yet because you can only, I, I guess I hadn't released the cover yet, but I kind of did because you can get the, the album on pre-order and if you go to the pre-order page, you can see the artwork. So yeah, uh, but anyway, the artwork is glorious and the artwork is by Tommy Patterson, Tommy F. Patterson, who is a bad, bad man. And uh, he's the illustrator. He did the, uh, the comic book adaption of Game of Thrones. He drew that. He's a cool guy. Uh, yeah, and I, I asked him to do it. You know, we, we're, we're kind of Twitter friends. We're Twitter homies. You know, you've got people that you only know on like a social media platform. Never met them in real life. Don't know them anywhere else. Wouldn't recognize them if you saw them on the street. But like you talk on, t you talk on one social media. He's one of those guys with me. So yeah, he's on Twitter and I hit him up and, uh, and he did that. And it was literally, I was just like, yeah, it's called Spirit of the Father. And uh, it's like, uh, in my head, it's like a Kirby. It's like Peterson in Kirby territory. It's like Peterson in Kirby's universe. And that's what it was, that's like the sound and shit. And, uh, and he did that and it was perfect. It was perfect. And the more I looked at it, the more perfect it became. And it continues to be. It's a, it's, it's a great image. So shouts out to Tommy Patterson, you bad, bad man. And uh, yeah, I was, there's going to be, we're going to do one of those little documentaries. We're going to do a Behind the Wave on Father. And I'm going to see if Tommy wants to talk about it on that. So you can get his thoughts on that. And uh, by the way, I've got another superstar, superstar comic artist lined up for the next one. He hit me up after he heard Tommy was doing that one. He was like, yo, and this is like one of my favorite artists. So that's interesting. You can look forward to that. Uh, Dana Caraborn on Facebook says, I should read these questions in advance, but I don't. Greetings, Mr. Akira. I wanted to ask you a bit of a psychological question. Uh-oh. Uh, what do you do with the feeling of it's too good to be true? Whether it be romantic or work-related, thanks so much. Looking forward to the day you come to Toronto. Keep up the incredible work. Okay, so the feeling of it's too good to be true. Um, listen to that, because it's often right. Now, I'm, as you know, you guys know, I'm no kind of pessimist. I'm not one of those guys. Definitely not one of the, those guys. In fact, I'm probably one of the opposites of those guys. I'm like a rational optimist is what I am. I'm a realist optimist. A realist optimist? Rational? I'm a rational optimist. I am. So part of being a rational optimist means paying attention to it's too good to be true feelings or situations because often it is too good to be true. There's no such thing as a free lunch. You know? The deeper into life I get, the more I find that to be true. So yeah, just pay attention to the feeling. You want to pay attention to your instincts, man. You really do. Your instincts are often correct. They've been honed, not just over your lifetime, but over the many, many lifetimes of those that came before you. So definitely pay attention to them. Definitely pay attention. You'd be foolish not to. Particularly if, like, as I'm discovering with this flow experiment, this hyper-productivity flow experiment, so I'm very much paying attention to, like, my in initial instinct. And I'm paying attention to signs. Signs, woo. Sounds real. You know, so, and, uh, you are, I often find if I overthink a thing, if I, to get, I then have to get back to where I was in the first place. And that's usually the right thing. So that's what I would say. I would say, pay attention. Pay attention. Deborah Katz, that surname seems related to the previous question. Uh, where do you source your inspiration? Nature, aloneness, loving family time, art, meditation. Thanks in advance. Be well. Well, thank you for your question. And thank you for your 
wishes for being well. I will, I will continue to, to try and be well. Thank you. Now, the source of inspiration. Hmm. Hmm. I am consistently inspired and always have been. I remember when I was young and I used to be a writer of words and uh, I was never at a loss for something to write about. I'd be sat on the bus looking at people's faces and, and, and imagining their inner stories, imagining where they'd come from, where they'd been, what they'd done. This is kind of similar to the previous answer. Pay attention. The more attention you pay, uh, the more inspiration you will find. And this is kind of ironic for me because in a way I don't pay attention, like I never notice my immediate surroundings, like you could paint the house a different color and I probably wouldn't notice. But it's because I'm focused on other things, like I'm very, very, very focused on on sort of matters of, of the heart and mind and things of that nature, I think. I think that's why I don't notice if someone changes the color of the house. I think that's why. So yes, pay attention and you will find all manner of inspiration. Because all those things you mentioned, nature, aloneness, loving family, time, art, meditation, I find inspiration in all those things and a million more. And uh, yeah, I find, ins I find inspiration in inspiration. There's the thing. Because if you, if you look, you'll see the inspiration around you in everything. You'll see other people's inspired actions or inspired doings. You'll, you'll see the inspired creation of God. You know, you go, damn, look at that leaf. That shit crazy. Look at that leaf. I'm looking out my window right now and there's just a beautiful palm tree and every time I see that thing it just fills me with glory. I found out this week that what cosmos actually means and I'm going to say I'm probably going to butcher it now I don't fully know what it means but I'm getting an idea that it doesn't just mean the stuff in the heavens it means like wow wow the amazingness of all that stuff up there it means more of that which is why I've always been I think I've always been attracted to the word cosmic and just the, the feeling of cosmic I've been making t-shirts forever that have galaxies on them and then I put things on them and stuff of that nature. I'm very, very into that aesthetic because I'm in wonder. I'm just often in wonder at the glory of stuff. So there you go. That's what I say would be the answer to that. Let's have a look at the chat. What's going on in the chat? Chat disconnected. Please wait while we try and connect you. What the heck? What the heck, YouTube? <laughs> uh, huh. McWonderbeast, I'm curious as someone who has studied the works of Terence McKenna and JBP, how you reconcile the cult of personality in regards to the following. You mean the following that has arisen from your work with Meaning Wave? Oh, sorry, I see. The cult of personality that has arisen in regards to the following. I don't know if there is a cult of personality that's risen any more than there is normally. People like, per like, people, like people. People find people interesting. And uh, people look at people and they see aspects of themselves in those people and and, uh, and that they find interesting and exciting and so I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, there is a, you know, we there is a kind of, uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if I'd use the word cult. I don't know if I'd use the word cult, but we find people interesting and uh, the more we then look at them, the more interesting we find them. People are like that. The more you look at a thing, the more interesting you find it and then that kind of just continues, that's, that continues to, to build. And uh, you can get interested in an idea and then a person that's speaking that idea, you'll then become interested in that person and then you'll get more interested in them and, and, and more of what they're doing and then who their friends are and that sort of thing. That's just part of being human. That's part of being a person. Now, of course, it's important to, uh, you know, not, 
that's why I don't like the word cult because that that implies a kind of uh, unthinking an unthinking interaction with that an unthinking relationship with that a sort of blindly following and I don't think that's the case it's not the case with me and I don't think it's the case with a lot of you guys uh, certainly in my interactions with a lot of you guys if you, a lot of you guys if you disagree with me you'll say so and if you disagree with each other you'll say so and if you disagree with things that some of the speakers say you'll say so it seems to me that this community is a very conscious thinking uh, group of individuals and that's what this is all about it's, it's about um, empowering the individual to be a more, more pure expression of that individuality because as I often say it is in doing that that you save the world and if everybody reaches their full glorious individual potential then we live in a world of glorious superhumans and it's and, uh, you know stuff gets done and we move faster and we waste less time you know anyway but uh, feel free to elaborate on that question if I misinterpreted it or didn't answer it well enough uh, yeah another vote for dinner with Andre wife yeah. everyone's saying we need to watch a film called dinner with Andre all right, nice. Darren Thacker, have you talked with Hercules about climate change? How do you think you'll handle it if he asks? No, I haven't talked with Hercules about climate change. He's six. Goodness sake, why would I? Oof. You know, he asked me a lot of metaphysical questions. He asked me yesterday what I thought about the idea of, of who created God. He's like, oh yeah, you, like, if God created everything. Who created God? He's like, or did he create himself? Sometimes Hercules will ask you a question, and if you don't answer immediately, he'll start to answer it himself. So he's like, uh, uh, yeah. Like, if God. Was he saying? Did God. He's like, yeah, who created God if God created everything? He's like, uh, maybe he created himself. He's like, some superheroes create, create themselves. Or he's like, Venom creates more of himself. He creates more arms and big legs. And then he goes, huh, people create themselves. Some people could make themselves fat. Some people make themselves strong. Like, yes, Hercules. That's right. So those are the sort of questions we have. I don't talk to him about bloody climate change. Jesus Christ. Um, why would I do that? You know, at some point, these things will come up. He'll be like, oh, Dad, the, the, these crazy people on the street say we're all going to die in 12 years. And I'd say, well, they're crazy people. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not in the business of scaring six-year-olds. How about that? How about that? And I'm also not in the business of thinking I have all the answers to all these big things either. But certainly these are discussions I'm going to have to have for good or ill. Yeah. Nirvana 8 Radiohead says, Listening to Meaning Wave makes it so much more important to at least try and get clarity and meaning. Thanks, Akira. Well, shout out to you. Blessings. Blessings. Uh, Charles, I believe is 10 years old, says, Hey, Akira. I just wanted to say that your song Good is my favorite and I'm a big fan. My dad got me into your songs. Well, shouts out to your dad, Gregory. What, what a good dad he is, evidently, because you seem like a very sorted young person. And I'm very glad you're here. And thank you for taking the time to write that message. And I'm glad you like Good. I'm going to be making more Jocko music soon. You'll be glad to know. And uh, yeah, Hercules, my son, he's six. He's really, he really likes that song. And he, really, he listens to the Jocko podcast when he goes to sleep pretty much every night. So, yeah. What a, what a, what a world, eh? What, what a wonderful thing to be able to do. So, yeah. Uh, let's answer another question. Shoop, shoop, shoop. Have you listened to any of Lex... I've skipped a question. Oops. Sorry. Martin Potter. 
Who would you say are good examples of living out the eternal spirit of the Father and why? Why? Huh. This is an interesting question. And uh, it would be tricky for me to presume to judge who's doing what. It's hard to tell if you don't see people all the time. You know? That person may appear to be doing a good job of that, but then what are they doing when, you, when they have another webcam switched on? I don't know. Let me think. Hmm. 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 That's a tough one. I'm going to have to come back to you. I'll have to meditate on that one a bit more. There's a few things that pop to mind, but I would need to consider them a bit more. But uh, here's the thing. Uh, I think we could all do with thinking about that idea and seeing how we could apply it ourselves. I've been doing that lately. And there was a few few things I was doing that like, hmm, maybe I could shift that around and, and uh, embody that spirit a bit more. And that might be useful. Uh, Cyclops924 said, have you listened to any of Lex Valena's Lex of 1794, his music? It's mostly darker synthwave stuff, but I feel that with Don's touch, some of it could work really well in a meaning wave context. Yeah, I really like what Lex is up to. And we've, we talk, uh, he's another one of my Twitter guys. Actually, he hit me up yesterday asking me if I had any shaker samples. He wanted a specific kind of shaker sound. A shaker is a thing that goes shit, 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 like that. Anyway, yeah, so I hit my guy up with some shakers. <laughs> uh, Lex did a little animation for me this week. And you can, you'll be enjoying that on uh, next Friday. How about that? Shouts out to Lex. He's bad, bad, bad mama jamma. Hey, I figured it. Bad, bad mama jamma. There you go. That's not swearing. It sounds cool. He's a bad mama jamma. And uh, <laughs> he's really talented. He's a really, really talented dude. He's a really talented dude. If you haven't seen any of his stuff, 1791L is the YouTube channel. But if you click off associated things to do with that, he like he's been making music and cool animation stuff. He's a very, very talented creative. Shouts out to him. Julie says, I love just listening in. But today I'll submit a question. Oh boy. Wow. Well, uh, you can have this noise. That's for you. That's for you too. Oh, and hey, I've got another one. Hey. All right. Let's check this question. What led you to think of Earth as a dying planet that we need to escape? I'm rather partial to it myself. It seems almost like this place was designed for life. I design. That was a great Manic Street Preachers song, A Design for Life. Bless them. Bless them, even though they like did a pilgrimage to Cuba to go and lick uh, the bottom of, of a communist dictator, which seems like an odd thing for a grown-up to do. But anyway, <laughs> honestly, the Manic Street Preachers are one of my favorite bands ever. The Holy Bible is one of the greatest albums of all time, and Everything Must Go is also an, is a masterpiece. Absolute masterpiece. Now, now, I don't think of Earth as a dying planet, although it is. I think of it a planet of a planet that's hitched to a dying star. That's what I think of because I think the star is dying. I'm pretty sure that seems to be the case. That that light is going to go out. Now there is a light that never goes out, and that might be in the planet, and that might be us. You know, I I mean I kind of feel that at some point we might we might be able to move the planet somewhere else. Maybe that's what we do, or maybe we have to get off the planet. But it's the sun that's dying, so I think we're hitched to a dying star, is what I think. And, uh, and that's what we're for. That's why we've got thumbs, 
and uh, that's why we can question things and that's why we can build little machines that make this noise like this. That's why we can do that because that's part of what gets us away from the dying star and allows life to continue. And that's, that's all life wants to do. Life wants to live, man. That's all life wants to do. It's all life wants to do. That's pretty much what you're here for is to either make more life or help with the making of more life somehow. So say someone like Scott Adams, who's never gonna have any kids, but he's doing a lot of work to ensure that a lot of people do in a, do that life continues in, a, in, a, in an elevated fashion. Yeah. As far as where I've got that idea, I've pretty much always thought that, I think, as far as as long as I can remember. I know it's one like uh, Terence McKenna has a similar idea, and I think he's done some stuff on that that I need to look into. Uh, I, I feel like it's kind of an idea that was in 50s sci-fi, maybe. I don't know. I feel like it's just an idea that we've always known to be true. You know, we always knew that we had to move. You don't just stay where you were born. Unless you're Alan Moore, uh, in which case that's what you do. <laughs> but like most people, you have this desire to move, to explore, to adventure, to discover. And that's not just for fun. You don't just do these things just because it's exciting. You do it because it's necessary, right? Everything we do is necessary. We reproduce because it's necessary. Uh, we, we occasionally have to smash in other humans' heads with, with bricks because it's necessary, or at least it was. I don't think it's necessary now. Um, but everything we've done is really because it was necessary at some point, or it's because it's an expression of that. Uh, and so, yeah, we have to get away from this dying star because life wishes to live. And that's, that's our epic adventure. That's what we're up to. Now, so anyway, thank you for that question. If, you, if, if there's more you want to talk about on that, hit me up. Multiverse Media Space. Hey, what do you think about the Storm Area 51 event? What do you think how it's evolved so far? I love it. I love it. I think it's wonderful. I love it. I think it's wonderful. I wish I was out there. It looks like a lot of fun. Me and Hercules, Hercules and I, we had, um, we're homeschooling him. Yesterday was production day. So I took him to the studio and we made a record. And uh, we went for lunch and we were talking about Area 51. He's like, oh, daddy, can we see some videos? And we were looking on Twitter and looking at footage of people there at Area 51, they were having a lovely time. We saw that beautiful video, I retweeted it, of someone's doing a news broadcast about it, and somebody, Naruto, runs behind them. Just a wonderful, wonderful image, and it really sums up where we're at as a species in 2019. It really sums up where memology is at, where meme culture is at, where the spreading of ideas is at, and where, like how big that can get. Oh, poop. Hang on a second, I didn't plug in my laptop. I was about to die. Uh, no, I've got it. It's right here. I just didn't plug it in. Didn't plug it in. So shouts out to uh, Apple for making it so that it flashes up an, an upset looking battery when you're about to die. Here we are. Wonderful. Yeah, I think the Area 51 thing is wonderful. I think it's wonderful. I think it's an expression of our potential because here's the thing. If one person can make a Facebook group and then, and then this happens, one person can do an awful lot of stuff and there's an awful lot of things that need storming. There's an awful lot of things that need storming. Who said it? Was it Dankula? He was like, storm Buzzfeed, storm the Vatican. You know, and, and I agree. There's a lot of stuff that needs storming and we can do it. And uh, this kind of light, light-hearted sort of like approach 
you know, it's it's like kind of tongue in cheek and it kind of isn't and it's kind of funny and it's all this type of stuff. I th honestly think all of that is good. There's a lot of people like on Twitter in the uh, the manosphere, which I still I love. Michael Michael um, Portfolio said manosphere sounds like a gay Turkish disco, and I kind of agree with that. But the manosphere is an area of Twitter that seems to be devoted to men kind of improving themselves. And a lot of them are like, these guys, they should be doing something useful. This is disgusting. It's like, nah, man, this is, I disagree. And I think it's wonderful. And I think it's, it shows a potential for big, exciting things that are coming down the pipeline very soon. Also, my favorite meme related to it, I saw it earlier. Someone posted a meme and it was like, potential of area fit like what we thought was going to happen and it's like a picture of carnage and it's like a Hieronymus Bosch painting of, of murder and it's like what actually happened and it's a still from King in the Hill of the guys just chilling and drinking a beer there you go right we civilized we civilized all right don't matter what they say and uh it looks like allowing my battery to run that low has has balked the camera and the the camera's going mad so I apologize for that so uh, yeah Hopefully it'll fix itself. Hopefully it'll sort itself out. Uh, thank you, Augustine Hua, for the super chat. Oh, f crap. I don't know if the broadcast has completely gone down. Or not. I have no idea. Let's have a look. It says the stream is bad. But anyway, we'll continue. I'm going to reload this page, see if that helps. Uh, shouts out to everybody listening to this on a podcast. He's like, why can't you just record this in a podcast studio? And release it. Why do you bother with this live streaming stuff that just causes problems? I'll tell you why I bother with the live streaming thing because it's a wonderful opportunity to engage with my wonderful community and talk to people in real time. And while it does consistently have issues, it is worthwhile, I think. I think it is ultimately worthwhile. Whoa! And, uh, and the page is reloading. Never let your laptop nearly run out of battery while you're doing a live stream. That's what I've learned today. Every week I learn something new. And, uh, yeah. Where was that question? Catholic apologist. Applying JBP's hierarchy commentary to Catholicism. Huh. A continental wave. A continental wave. Thoughts on the idea of purifying the one true church with the wave of wisdom we're experiencing regarding hierarchy. <laughs> the one true church does indeed need purifying. There seems to be lots of impure elements in the hierarchy of that particular institution. It's funny you say that because I was talking about this with my wife yesterday because I, I re-listened to the 2015 Joe Rogan when Gavin McInnes was on it, which is a very, very interesting historical artifact because Gavin McInnes essentially kind of lays out 2019 and Joe Rogan goes, stop being silly. That's ridiculous. And then here we are. Uh, but at one point in it, Gavin McInnes says something about how he's converted to Catholicism. Joe Rogan just goes off on him. He's like, yo, that's a church. How could you join a, join a church of child fiddling, evil, blah, 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 that's insane, type thing. And, um, which is kind of a point. But, you know, McInnes is like, you know, I'm just there for the incense and the, the uh, you know, all that aspect of it and the, the glory and the wonder and the, wow, look at this thing. And, we're just this little thing and it's all this amazing stuff da 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 da, da. Um, but yeah obviously the Catholic Church needs purifying it needs purifying if someone needs basically we need a storm area 51 of the Vatican we need to storm the Vatican as I just said I think that's true I think we need to storm the Vatican 
Storm the Vatican. Maybe that will bring light now. Uh, everything is now going wrong <laughs> with the stream. But it seems to be working on the phone. Is it? I think it's working on the phone. That's good. All right. So I can answer Augustine's question via that. Augustine, which is also a, a wonderful religious name. That was the name of, of a fine saint. Says, what creative direction do you see Meaning Wave going? And do you see yourself slowing down production volume? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't see me slowing down. I see myself speeding up. But I, the way I see myself speeding up is by becoming more efficient and also bringing in more brilliant people to assist or to add, to add their light. All right. So we want to we want to make ourselves as glorious as we can. We make ourselves as ultimate as we can so we can share our light with the world. And I want to bring some of that light in. That's what I want to do. So I want to work with excellent graphic designers and producers and mixers and all sorts of creative people to expand this story that I'm trying to tell. That's what I want to do. So as far as the creative direction of Meaning Wave, I see it becoming better, bigger, more powerful, more useful, more congruent. That's what I see. That's what I see. Uh, BZ says, yeah, the Vatican's got those archives, man. I want to see what they got. That's right. We want to see them archives. We want to see them archives. And frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Vatican had some aliens as well. I wouldn't be surprised if the Vatican had some aliens as well. They certainly have most of the gold in the world and most of the prawn. They've got the world's biggest prawn collection and they've got that, that occult knowledge. That's right, Yaden Hensley. They've got all this the ancient secret society knowledge. They've got that stuff. They've got the books. They've got the books, certain books, man, there's only one of them. And they're big and they're beautiful and they were made by geniuses and they were made by artists and they were made by draftsmen of the highest caliber. There was once a rapper called Buck65 and he had a song called Craftsmanship. And I think about it all the time, that song, Craftsmanship. It's a quality that some people lack. It's a quality that some lack. You gotta give people a reason for them to come back. And he just does this song in a kind of like rap Tom Waits voice about like a guy who's really good at shining shoes. And do you know what? That's like a precursor to be a plumber now I think of it. Now I think of it, craftsmanship. I'm going to look at that. Craftsmanship. Buck 65. Let's look that up. That's essentially be a plumber. Version 1. It's also a bit spoken wordy. I think Buck65 was probably an influence on Meaning Wave. I think he was. Damn, my computer's just going crazy. Let me, let me look it up on here. Buck65. Craftsmanship. Hey, guess what? For example, at some point in the future, I'm going to have my own young Jamie. I'm going to go, and instead I'll say, I don't need to say young Jamie, pull that shit up. I'll just drop this sound effect. I'll do that. Whoop. Yo, check it out. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yo, check it out. Did someone just say shh? Did someone just shush me? <laughs> I thought you were shushing me because I got noisy. No, wife was shushing Hercules. I thought it was me. Uh, yeah, I'll be like, pull that shit up, my own young Jamie, whoever it is, and they'll just look up that, that Buck 65 song. And uh, no, so I forgot to write in lyrics. And I'll say, I want the Buck 65 song. And you can play a bit of it, or you can pull up the lyrics and I'll read it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read it. Oh, no. I can't. God damn it, genius doesn't have the lyrics. Some kind of genius you are if you don't have the lyrics of Craftsmanship by Buck65. Uh, oh, 
Maybe it wasn't called that? Anyway, whatever. That was an annoying deviation then. I couldn't find it. Uh, craft... Ship. I'm going to look it up again. One last time, because I want to read this. Yes! Here we go. Here we go! Most folks spend their days daydreaming or finding clues. My whole life I've been here at the train station, shining shoes. I started when I was nine, on my own and taught myself. No complaints, I'm doing pretty good and I got my health. Memories and calluses, my hearing's probably next to go. Sometimes I do a little handy work for extra dough. But mostly this here is how I spend my time and I've perfected a technique I call the dry shine. Some guys use lots of water on the shoe but then, when it's out in the open air, it's gone in 10 minutes. That whole approach to the job is done. In fact, dollars to donuts, that customer won't be coming back. This is the most common mistake of the amateurs, going for big numbers to satisfy their managers. Anyway, the dry shine, the first thing I mean to do, and this is the part is very important, I clean the shoe. The residue and old polish to keep the show from being ruined. All you need to do is use a rag with some cleaning fluid. If the shoe's all caked up with gunk, you need to think. The shoe can't breathe and that's what causes the feet to stink. They took caraffeine off the market, I believe. It was a few years ago because that leather couldn't breathe. Now, once you've cleaned the shoe and it's dried, your base coat of polish can now be applied. Then you brush, because that's what that tends to do, is clean the shoe a little more and gets rid of the residue. And then you do the second coat just like the first one. You brush it, you rag it, and voila, your work is done. And that's it. You treat each shoe like a special. Care about your work and be a professional. There's a right way to go about your job and a wrong one. I find this way is much better in the long run. It ain't about the dollar or trying to go too fast. Unless you take pride in what you're doing, it won't last. Craftsmanship is a quality that some lack. It'll give people a reason for them to come back. The world's a different place than what I was introduced to. They don't wear shinable shoes like they used to. Casual clothes in the office, what is this? The villain in sneakers is killing my business. Shouts out to Buck65 all day long. Buck65, absolutely underrated genius. And that song is basically Be A Plumber Part 1. That's what it is, I now realize. How about that? Uh, yeah, and uh, that's real, that's real. And I apply all of that thinking to what we're doing here at Meaning Wave. I really, really do. And that's why I spent two days making that new video. It was very important that I got the textures correct, that I got that kind of comic book newsprint filter right, and it was very important that I got green screen dolphins in there. Green screen dolphins in there. It was necessary, all right? So yeah. So shout out to Buck65, shout out to whatever led me to that train of thought, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to the algorithms, shout out to the AI assistants. Apparently you can get them for stuff. You can, yeah. I use AI for some stuff. I use AI in my music production, actually. I use AI for mixing guitars sometimes. And I use AI for helping me find my drums. Yeah. Now, where were we? We've got a few more questions to answer. It's 1.25 p.m. We've got five minutes of this broadcast left. It's gonna, I'm going to try and keep this to a clean hour today. Clean hour today because we've got stuff to do. We got stuff to do. I got I got merch to design. All right, I got merch to design. We got to be ready for next week. We got to be ready for the new album. We got to be ready for MeaningWave.com. Hey, hey, hey! Silly Cyber ninety two mushroom emoji. What a great name! Says I really love Terence McKenna and I can't get enough of your mixes. Are there any others you have yet to release 
Or do you know of any other artists that do the same sort of thing with his talks? I've tried to listen to a bunch of different ones, but yours are really the best and set the bar way high. You know why that is, don't you? Because craftsmanship is quality that some lack. You've got to give people a reason for this comeback. And uh, <laughs> I love Terence McKenna and I love working with his voice and I will be doing more Terence McKenna in the future. It's not the most popular meaning wave stuff. It's a deep cut. Some people just don't get it or don't like his voice. I do. And uh, as far as anyone else, I really can't think of anybody else. There isn't anybody else doing what we're doing here that I'm aware of yet. But there are students. I see there are students. People are starting to send me stuff and they're doing it. And, it's start and, uh, and that's exciting. All right. So I think there will be stuff. Um, but I will do more stuff. And one thing you can listen to is something that was made in the 90s that was a big influence on me. And it's by a band called The Shaman. And uh, they had an album called Boss Drum. And Boss Drum came out at the peak of the second to last psychedelic uh, cultural wave peak, which was 1992. Was it? Yeah, it was 1992. And then it, that was the peak of that particular psychedelic cultural wave peak. And the wave broke late that summer and it rolled back. And in came Nirvana and in came Britpop and in came uh, a, a sort of a conservatism where one uh, sort of got a punkness and a nihilism. And people started doing speed and cocaine again. People stopped doing ecstasy and, and, and all that. And they went back to that. But the Shaman, they had a number one record that year with a song called Ebony is a Good. And that was a joke. That was a pun on ease are good. Ease are good. Ease are good. Ease Ebony is a good. And what they were saying was ease are good. They were saying ecstasy is good. I don't know how true that is, frankly, but I understand what they were getting at. And they had a record on that album in which they sampled Terence McKenna. And they, what they did was they basically scored Terence McKenna with a Juno. I think it was a Juno uh, synthesizer. And uh, they just took Terence McKenna talking and, uh, and composed an evolving piece of electronic music behind him. And it's very, very glorious. And I would suggest you listen to that that's great it's not what i'm doing what i'm doing is basically making turn this stuff into catchy pop songs that's basically what i'm doing some of them are more advanced than others and for some of them i go full-blown prog rock and do a 10 minute like sweet there's a there's a thing on the jbp father that's like a 12 minute suite it's like four interconnected evolving pieces of music sort of uh, underscoring one main theme and, uh, and that's cool uh but yeah check that out Check out The Shaman. I believe the song is called Re-Evolution. Re-Evolution. And uh, I'm actually putting together a playlist right now of, of stuff that influenced what I'm doing. And I'll be releasing that. I think that's going to be one of the things that I do with ThinkSpot. I'm going to be doing special playlists on ThinkSpot. And um, I'll let you know when all that's happening. But that's, yeah, I think that's the 30th. So I'll, I'll do a video to announce all that stuff. I'll do a video to announce all that stuff. By the way, JBP Wave Father, in case you didn't know, I think I'd mentioned this. People have been asking me for ages, like, oh, can you, when, when's JBP Wave 1 going on Spotify? When's, when's What's Wave 2 going on Spotify? And it's like, well, they're not, because those were DJ mixes that I put speech on. I sampled a bunch, I, sorry, I mixed a bunch of records together and cut up speech over the top. I wasn't thinking of them as like songs. I wasn't thinking of them as, as, as albums. They were mixes. All right. But it's like there's loads of great content in there. There's loads of great ideas in there and there's loads of great song ideas in there. So I was like, all right, what we're going to do is uh, in between, we'll make an album 
And then we'll revisit one of those mixes and take the best bits of it and take the germs of ideas and turn that into an album. And so JBP Wave Father started life as, as doing that with GB, JBP Wave 1. So when you hear that next week, you'll be like, oh, I recognize this bit or I recognize this vocal bit or that idea or whatever. Uh, but yeah, what I've done is taken a lot of those ideas and then added more ideas and added more bits of speech and verses and done new music and stuff like that and turned them into songs and an album. And, uh, yeah, so I'll be interested to see what you guys think of that. And uh, I think you're going to love it. I do. It's wonderful. Do you know who else loves it? Tammy Peterson. She loves it. She sent me a message saying that she could listen to it on repeat forever or something like that. She could listen to it over and over. And uh, that's great. And there's a song about her on there called Tammy. And uh, Two More V's got his mum sang, sang on that. And that's a beautiful thing. I'm looking forward to you hearing that. Now, it's 1.31 p.m. So we've got to get out of here. I'm going to take one more question from the chat and one more question from Advance. Yes, I am. I think that's what I'm going to do. And, uh, oh, my guy, Two More Vs has another question. Oh, my goodness. Says, do you have any immediate plans for bringing in any guests for the podcast? I personally really enjoyed you talking about music history with your guests because it's something I'm completely foreign to. I think you could probably do some kind of video podcast series on your own just focusing on music history and how it influenced you with more behind-the-scenes making of Meaning Wave. Would that be something you could imagine doing? If the scheduling of the podcast guests is too complex with your current output, which I imagine is the case, I think there's some sort of vlog series that could be really interesting. Yo, you're completely right. My wife's been saying this to me. And I've been wanting to do more interviews and stuff. It's just working out the timing and booking it, booking it really. So basically, yes, I definitely want to do that. And I definitely will. And we're going to work out a way of integrating it. And again, it might be something that we can do with the ThinkSpot platform. There's a lot of potential in there for uh, kind of like live video uh, podcast talking with other people who are on the platform, things of that nature. So yes is the answer, yes. And also I'm glad you've said, because one thing I've worried about, I'm really interested in music and music history, but I sometimes wonder if it's not interesting to my audience because, uh, or all of my audience, because you know, they're not music geeks. It's one thing to be a guy that runs a music production YouTube channel and talk about music history and music production, but I wonder if it's interesting or not interesting to my audience. So let me know that you've said it's interesting to you when, because you, you don't know anything about it is encouraging for me to do more of it. So that's a good question. Thank you. All right, let's check in on the chat. Oh, crap. I just accidentally launched the Brave browser. That's probably going to make everything crash. It's probably going to make loads of voices start talking all at once. So if that happens, I apologize. My Brave browser has got, around, it looks like about 100 tabs in it. Oh my goodness. Because I've been making designing stuff and that involves opening lots of windows. All right, let me get back in the chat. It's because I'm not only, I rarely use Chrome anymore. I've been trying to like not let Google have as much of my shit. So I've been trying to use other things. I use DuckDuckGo as a search engine. I use Brave as a browser primarily. Uh, yeah. Gregory, have you heard Two More V's and Neocron's collab yet? No, not yet. I just, uh, Two More V's I saw last night. You'd sent it through, but I haven't had time to listen to it yet. But uh, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, I'm sure it's great. Uh, okay, let me randomly pick a question from the chat. Uh, Evan Pepperhouse has cool shirt. Thank you very much. This is the Alan, what's, Alan Strange shirt from the cover of What's Wave 4. You can get this from the shop. 
Third place says, way high. Good for you. Uh, McWonder B says, I use AI to master my podcast audio. That's dope. What do you use? Do you use Lambda? Do you use Oxygen? Ozone? Sorry. I wonder what you use. Uh, Valerie, what are your thoughts on House Club New Disco becoming more relevant in today's list of genres? Uh, well, I think it's an inevitability due to the nature of what I've been speaking about, the, the culture swing. So one of the reasons trap has been so prevalent in the past, uh, over the past period is because uh, trap is inherently kind of like dark and hard and methodical, lends itself to a punk vibe, a punk thing, because uh, anyone you can... There's a, a low barrier of entry into making it. Obviously, making it really good requires an awful lot of skill. But pretty much anyone, I feel, could pick up Fruity Loops and work out how to program a trap beat and uh, have it sound pretty good. And then, of course, all, all of this kind of like punk rap, new wavy rap, like thrash rap, all these things, it was easy for them, easier for them to exist within a trap framework due to that. And there's a kind of darkness, and you can sit there like on a load of Xanax being moody listening to trap. That works. But as we swing back into the lighter, uh, more psychedelic thing, naturally, I think a lot of tempo, tempos will increase as well. You start to see that happening and things will get dancier and people want to dance more and, and new disco and house and things like that lend themselves to that. I mean, I was literally finding myself yesterday jamming out with this Jupiter keyboard that Roland sent me. Shout out to Roland, by the way. Uh, huge shout out to Roland. Uh, roll under a company and make music equipment and music software and what's interesting about Roland for, for example the 808 is their drum machine and that's the foundation of trap music at the same time the 909 is also a drum machine of theirs and that's the foundation of, uh, of techno and, and some parts of house and stuff like that anyway they sent me a Jupiter keyboard and you can sit there it's got all the sounds within it you don't need a computer and uh, me and Hercules were jamming on that. And like, you find yourself just naturally making more disco-y, house-y, trance syncopated, higher tempo music with that setup. And I found myself really gravitating towards it. And I suspect we're gonna see Meaning Wave doing some things in that direction. So yeah, yeah. I guess that's, so yeah, thank you um, for that question, Valerie. Valerie. Valerie, by the way, was the name of a neighbor of ours we had when I was a very little boy. And I was very, very good at drawing when I was little, strangely so. And I, she noticed it, I mean, she encouraged me. And so I drew her a rabbit in charcoal when I was about, how old was I? I must've been like five or something because it was before we moved to Tlangoid. I've been having lots of old memories fall out my head lately and there was one, so thanks for that. Uh, Jay Palm. Thank you for the 100 sec super chat. It says, no fly invasion this week. Cheers. Yeah, no, no crazy little beasties and also no ridiculous abundance of fours this broadcast. We were just bombarded with fours last week. It was mental. And that carried on for a few days, by the way. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so thanks for that. And, uh, Thanks for everyone who looked in. Thanks for everyone who submitted questions in advance. Shout out to everyone who's been enjoying the new music. 
Next Friday, JBP Way Father drops. We're going to have a live premiere on YouTube for that. We really cut back on those premieres to make them special events. So next Friday, we'll be, we can all lock in live and enjoy that together. So I look forward to that. Thanks, everyone, for being here. Uh, I'm going to get out of here now. Go forth and be mighty. Have a wonderful week. And I'll speak to you again. Same, same bat time, same dawn time, same wave time, same wave time, same wave channel. Um, we should probably pray. I forgot we were supposed to pray. Praying is good. All right. Um, wave, Father, who art in ocean, hallowed be thy everything. Uh, thank you for everything, man. Everything's really, thank you for it all. It's really sweet. Even the stuff that sucks, I had some suck yesterday. I was like, I can't do this, I wanna cry, uh, I'm not good at this. Broke through, did it, did it, did it, about one in the morning, something wonderful occurred that would not have without the obstacles and uh, the difficulty. So thank you for everything, Wayfather. Thank you for everything. It really is a uh, blessing. It really is a miracle. We really are grateful. Yes, we are. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, let's get out of here. See you next week. Uh, splash.